Cambridge Insider Podcast time. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Cambridge Insider Podcast. As per usual, my uh, very professional, very seasoned, very experienced uh, podcast host, Meg, how are you? Hi, Stephen. I'm great. How are you doing? I'm also doing well. Thank you. I appreciate all the hard work that you do on this podcast in helping me host it. So thank you very much. I feel like it's a good day to, to be appreciative. In it's today's like episode. It's to be here. Have you been go. watching the Olympics? I haven't. I haven't. I'm not a big winter Olympics guy from a from a kid that grew up in the dusty plains of Africa. Um, not a lot of snow that side. So winter Olympics is a little bit lost on me. That's not to say that I don't respect all the athletes and the wonderful things that they do, because I think there's some phenomenal talent there, but not really up my alley. You, you've I, been enjoying that? I, I love it. And I've never even seen some of these events because also I grew up in a place that doesn't have snow um, and have spent most of my life in a place that doesn't have snow. But um, I, I was fascinated by curling. I'd always heard of that and I never yes. seen it. It was, yes. it was absolutely amazing. And um, the other thing that I love about the Olympics in general is just it's such a culmination for all of these athletes. Like, think about everything that it took to get there. Like, they are the top of the top in whatever it is that they do. Um, I was, I saw one um, woman today, I think she was Dutch. She won, she set Olympic records in two different skating events, two different skating events, speed skating. And after the first one, she said she was just so relaxed that she blew the top off the second one. She wasn't even nervous anymore. Like she just approached it like this training thing. And the only thing that made her nervous was the fact that she wasn't nervous. She was like, uh-oh, am I going to blow this? Because I'm really not stressed. You know? <laughs> so I just love the mindset that it takes for those people to be in that arena. So that's why I keep watching the Olympics, even if I have no idea what some of their sports are doing. There we go. I know many of our families that we work with, um, you know, might be in and around Beijing during this time. It, it should be a very exciting event that's being hosted there. So uh, to everybody that is enjoying that, um, you know, make sure that you uh, that you keep a keen eye on the uh, Dutch skier that's breaking records. Um, today's episode, we're discussing a, uh, a very important, uh, you know, uh, announcement, a very important thing that's happened at Cambridge Network. Um, uh, we recently announced a, a sort of a shift in how we are going to be approaching our business, um, specifically to open up resources for us to continue doing the wonderful work that we're doing as an international education consulting firm, meaning, you know, helping schools recruit students, helping families and students place well um, at schools in the United States, and ultimately being able to provide top quality service and support to our students. Now, before we start, I want to preface this by saying, uh, a couple things. I think the pandemic as a whole worldwide in organizations changed the way in which people view business, changed the way in which people do business, and importantly, opened people's eyes to different ways of doing things yet still being effective. And, uh, you know, we've seen across the world many people move to remote work. We've seen across the world people, uh, you know, find ways of doing things that no longer require them going into an office. So this is very much in that same vein that, you know, Cambridge Network, uh, you know, at the beginning of this pandemic, which is now, you know, two years in or, or even a little bit more than that, um, you know, had to adapt to to what our 
you know, international education world, uh, you know, gave us. And uh, I think through adapting to that, we were able to come up with a couple of uh, processes and ways of doing things that we found um, a lot more effective and we were able to continue supporting our schools and our students. And that's really where this has come from. So the basis of, you know, where Cambridge is moving um, and, and, and the announcement is that we are going to be moving a lot of our student support to two current teams that many of our school partners already know, meaning our uh, family education advisors, our FFAs, our FEAs, and then our SSA team as well. Now, many schools, many families are involved with both of these teams already. Um, they play an incredible role up to this point with school support and with student support and with host family support and with natural parent support. They will be taking on the majority of that support moving forward. So I'm going to stop there just for a second. Meg, you, you can sort of be my, um, you know, be my check here. Have I missed out on anything up to this point? As always, Stephen, I think you're doing an amazing job of explaining yourself. I do want to say that although the service delivery has changed somewhat or will change somewhat, it's the most important thing is that all the students are set, kept incredibly safe. And there's still remaining one-to-one -one support for both the student and for their families, their natural parents. And in this way, that communication chain keeps evolving and stays open throughout a student's stay with us. So the delivery method is slightly different, but that the outcome and the reason and the support behind it remains the same. And I will say that it's a very good point, Meg, and I will say that nothing really has changed from what has been happening the past two years during the pandemic. There's been no in-person involvement of any of our team members across the board simply because there's been a pandemic. Um, and what we've decided as a company is to be able to shift those in-person resources, which we were sort of waiting to be able to use, um, you shift those resources, you know, to other parts of the company to allow us to better, as an example, recruit for our partners, yet still continue to provide that online in-person or, or online, you know, face-to-face, -face, uh, you know, personal support that we can to both our host families and our students. Now, probably the first question that we're going to get from many people is, hey, what if there's an emergency? What happens if, you know, my student gets ill and I need your support? Absolutely We've catered for, hopefully we don't get a lot of those, <coughs> excuse me, situations. We've catered for that, though. We do still have people on the ground in the United States that will be able to, at the drop of a hat, be able to support our students if they need to be, God forbid, taken to a, an emergency room late at night. We do still have that available. Importantly, even before that step gets put into place, our host recruitment has always been and will continue to be world class. We have excellent hosts that we do background checks on that we make sure are just wonderful hosts that will be able to provide any emergency support that any student would need independent of Cambridge. So that's important to remember, um, you know, that we will be able to, of course, continue to provide that support. The second thing that I did want to sort of segue into here is many, you know, many families uh, and many students and many schools might be wondering, but, you know, why, why this change? It's important to remember that many of the agencies that do do recruitment work in the US do not offer any type of student or school support. They simply are recruitment partners. Are we moving in that direction? Absolutely not. 
Are we changing the method of delivery, as Meg so eloquently put? Absolutely, yes, to be able to make it more effective and efficient. So Meg, again, I'm going to go back to you there. What are your thoughts just you know, on, on what I've said there? I think that you explained it very well. And I think it's also, we all realize through the past two years, I can't believe it's already been two years <laughs> that all this change has been affected via COVID, but we are moving more and more into digital space. So many of us work remotely now. So many, um, so many of our social, so many aspects of our social lives in a lot of instances are now social. This is an arena that everybody is starting to feel really, really comfortable in. So I think that by mentioning that we will continue on the ground support if, if it's ever needed, that's vital as a parent. I would want to know that myself. Um, and while taking care of our kids and finding the host families that we've been prided on for so many years to find families that really embrace the student and offer opportunities for real cultural enrichment whenever you're visiting a city or living in a city and you have friends who are already part of that community your knowledge base expands so much you're able to see so many more things and so many more experiences than you ever would um independent of that right to have that entree into the community is incredible and that's what our host families offer as well as really um, a supportive environment and increased oversight for for children for students whatever their ages are um i also think it's really important that while we're talking about the digital space and how this works out effectively that's also one of our um goals in the future for our schools this year we started enhanced marketing which is digital enhanced marketing for schools and that's been highly effective so the more that we can put our schools directly in front of families who are interested in sending their child abroad that's beneficial not only to our families because other avenues of recruitment are closed there used to be huge agency fairs that kids would go to sometimes you know on a weekend, every weekend basis. They'd go check it out, practice their English, practice having interviews, you know, until the point that they got where they were having interviews for real, when they really wanted, they were ready to make the move to the United States. So in absence of that, this is the way for our schools to continue to make their brand known and really attract students directly to their school based on the messaging and branding that they can provide to those families. Absolutely, I, I couldn't I couldn't have put it better myself. You know, it's it's if the question is so Cambridge has found a more effective, better way to do what we've been doing. You know, way to, and and we've sort of uh, you know been able to, to 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 take those resources and push them in another direction. What is that other direction that we are now able to invest in? That other direction is is funded digital marketing. Um, we've had this conversation several times on this platform. We will continue to have this conversation on this platform because it is not the future of the industry. It is the present of the industry. We see it more and more 
If you are not in some form of funded, enhanced digital marketing, if you're not paying to get access to families and platforms online in this type of environment, be it a platform, be it a, a, a podcast or a live event or a social media post, you're really going to struggle to continue to recruit. Um, and we've really, con you know, Cambridge prides itself in being ahead of the market. We've continued to, through the years, innovate, come up with new strategies, new ways of doing things, and our competitors have followed. This is just another step in that direction where a year ago we said the traditional model of doing business, of recruiting international students, of making that connection between student and, fa and, and, and school is limited if not completely gone. And we see that more and more with our data that keeps coming through about CEM. Um, and now we're able to just continue to you know, focus a lot more of our resources on building out enhanced marketing, building out digital marketing. How can we improve that, that product so that when a school partners with us uh, as a Cambridge Enhanced Marketing you know, uh, school, they get the very best of the service. Is the service great right now? Absolutely. Can it be improved? Absolutely. We have to continue to evolve and continue to find ways to market our programs in the US to different families in Southeast Asia. And that's certainly what we are going to be doing. So it's a little bit of a synopsis, a little bit of a summary of what's happening in Cambridge Network. We felt it important on the podcast to discuss it because we certainly don't want anybody to panic. Is this a reason to panic? Absolutely not. This is um, in actual fact, a, a reason to celebrate because I think it's a strategic move which is going to continue, you know, helping us reap rewards and, and allow us to perform our very best within that digital marketing recruitment space at the same time providing just an amazing service to our schools and our families and students. Meg, we've come to the end end of this podcast as we do to you know so many podcasts before this one we've come to the end of this one any final thoughts from your side that you'd love to share it's really important to experience and dive in to exactly where you are and where we are is in a very different place than we were two years ago mm -hmm. and i mean as an industry and so in order to be effective and successful within that industry, really embrace change. Change is always coming. And in every business, you've got to evolve with that change. For our schools, th there's split focus between their everyday domestic populations and their everyday mission, which is why our students want to come there in the first place, because they're so advanced in delivering this educational cultural experience. But also, um, they're focused on the international market, right? To be able to bring in these students. That, the way that we do that is very different. The way you support them will remain the same once they're arrived at your school, but to attract those students is changing. And I think it's really important for, um, for international education in this country, which had dropped significantly due to COVID, really for schools at every level to recognize that to say what to, to really review their strategies. How are we going to reach our potential students to uplift our environment and then act on that? And this is part of that new direction. 100% well said to all of our listeners. We appreciate you tuning in and choosing to listen to the Cambridge Insider podcast. We'll catch you around the next episode. Bye bye, everybody.